Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. So as you guys know, this season, we are talking about all the different things we are feeling and going through. And guys, it is a unique time. And if you haven't listened to the podcast with Anita Phillips, that is a few weeks back, I want you to do that. And the reason why is because she really lays the groundwork for the conversations we're having in this season, which is that we're under trauma. There are a lot of emotions we're all feeling that are a result of anxiety and trauma that has come from a lot of unknowns, right? We are living in the world of unknowns. There are threats to every part of our lives, it feels like, and conflict raging everywhere. So of course, we are going to be living in that threshold of irritability and being easily angered, easily offended. (laughs) That is kind of what I'm seeing everywhere right now. Uh, We were in some counseling for one of our kids, and they were showing us the threshold for, you know, blowing up, losing your temper, whatever. And, And they showed us, you know, most people, if they're healthy and they haven't experienced trauma and they're not going through anything really dramatic, it takes a lot to really push their buttons and to make them angry. But if you've been through trauma, if you've been through something that's causing anxiety, then your threshold to reaction and to anger and to blowing your top is a lot smaller. So I think we've just got to say that out loud and everybody needs to hear it. You know, your your friends, your spouse, your parents, your kids, like everybody just needs to kind of have this conversation in their in their homes and with their friends that that we're all kind of walking edgy. We're all just kind of right on that edge of losing our temper more than we were a year ago, say. So I I think that disclaimer <laughs> certainly helps but but we also have this accountability to each other and to the Lord to live differently. And so I want to read out of Galatians 5 verses 16 through 24. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Now listen to this. There's some big things and then there's some little things that you're probably going to relate to here. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is totally different than this. So first I want to just say, before I read the fruits of the Spirit, I want to just say, okay, that's a huge list. And some of those things like orgies, you know, probably drunkenness, hopefully are not completely taking over your life right now. But the middle ones, right? Smack dab in the middle, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, those are a little closer to home. Those are what the author of Galatians, Paul, is saying are fruits of the flesh, basically. They're the feelings we have that we just want to do. They're the desires of our flesh to just 
be angry, to have rivalry, to have dissensions, to have divisions. This is the way we are prone to move without the intervention of the Holy Spirit. Now, the power of the Spirit, and what I want to talk about today is that there is the greatest advocate against our fits of rage, against our dissensions, against our divisions. It is the Holy Spirit within you. And I know that it can feel like, how on earth am I not supposed to react? Like, I am so depleted. I am so empty. I am so discouraged by the fact that my kids are at home still and we're still homeschooling and trying to do our job or trying to date in the midst of a pandemic. I can't imagine, you guys. We're all praying for you singles out there that are trying to manage this with masks and everything else in public. I can't not imagine. Whatever it is that is just about to push you over the edge, maybe it's your job and finances, whatever it is, there is an advocate that is with you, that is for you, that has a different way for you. And what I love is what we know about the fruits of the Spirit which are this love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and his passions and desires. So there is an activity of God in our lives that is causing this fruit to grow. And I want to say that because I think it can feel like I have to will my anger to go away. And the truth is anger is not our enemy. It says that Jesus at times was angry. It says that anger is not a sin. It's that when we sin in our anger, (laughs) that when we yell, when the fits of rage come out, that that's where it crosses a line. And so the fact that we feel disappointment, that we feel anger, that we feel frustrated, that is not the issue. The issue is when we sin in it. And so let's talk about how the Spirit does this work in our lives. Because, guys, I'm not going to tell you not to be disappointed. I'm not going to tell you not to be angry. I'm not going to tell you not to, uh, and God doesn't. God just says, don't sin in that anger. And, And he says there's a different way to live. And that way is a way that God provides for us. And we need some handles for this. So let me be clear. What you feed is how you will live. So if you feed your flesh, If in this season you shut down with idolatry of comfort, idolatry of numbing out and checking out, idolatry of excess, of alcohol, food, not taking care of your body, if you feed all that, let me just tell you, you are going to have fits of rage. You cannot control yourself in the midst of feeding your flesh, right? That, that, we all know that. But what happens is when you feed the spirit, when you actually fill your mind and your heart with with good things, when you are disciplined, when you wake up and spend time with God, and then as a result of that, you make better choices throughout the day. I promise you there's an abiding that happens with Jesus that flows into your relationships, that flows into every other part of your life. And so my antidote to anger is time with God. My antidote to anger is the fruits of the Spirit that only grow if you abide, John 15, with God. Those things grow out of you when you abide in the Spirit. This isn't some exercise necessarily of don't feel angry, don't feel angry, don't feel angry, don't feel angry. You know, that that just never works. But what does work is perspective that comes when I sit with Jesus. Conviction that comes when I sit with Jesus. Life and peace that grows up in me and out of me when I am with Jesus. So my plea with you is that that you would see the value of it. And that you would see the enemy's way of distracting us 
so that we never deal with our junk and we just numb out and we act out. And that's a pretty common practice. You know, if you numb out, you're going to act out. That's how, (laughs) that's how our bodies work. You feed the flesh and the flesh is going to be there in spades. It's going to show up to your kids. It's going to show up to your friends. It's going to show up to your parents. It's just going to show up. guys, this is Chloe, and I just want to make sure you know about the free life inventory PDF on Jenny's website that we made for you. One of the things we love to do at the Made for This podcast is create free, helpful resources for you to print out and use alongside each season of the podcast. So this season, we have made a free PDF for you called the Life Inventory. It is a series of worksheets. It has conversation cards and all kinds of things we know you'll love. And it's just going to help you look back on the last couple months and grieve what was. Celebrate what is, what's right in front of you, and then also look ahead and dream into the future. My husband and I do it every single year, and it's just a great way to kind of pause, take inventory of every area of our life, from finances to our bodies and our families and everything in between. And we know that you will love it too. So you can go to JennyAllen.com and download that free life inventory PDF today. I want to walk through some questions that we've gotten from you guys. Number one, I wouldn't call myself an angry person. How does this apply to me? I would say all of us feel anger at different points. We feel entitled to something. We feel like there's been injustice in our life or someone else's life. We all feel anger. That's that's something that you feel. What you might mean by that statement is I don't yell. I'm not a yeller. I don't bang pots and pans. But I would suggest be careful, and we've talked about this in a previous episode, be careful to write yourself off here because you're probably stuffing it somewhere and it's probably going to come out somewhere. So take inventory of that. Gosh, like even in this episode, when you turn it off, I want you to just to think for a minute, like, is there anything I'm stuffing? Is there any offense that I've felt lately that I've just ignored or not dealt with? Because that anger can honestly be more destructive than the yelling and the screaming because the yelling and screaming, at least everybody knows what they're dealing with. We're pretty vocal in our family. We don't hide things. We we largely deal with them. I love it that way because for us, you know, we all get it out, but we work it out. We don't leave it in the air. We bring it to resolution. Even if my kids see Zach and I have a fight and get angry at each other, we will come back to them later and say, hey, I just want you to know we worked that out. This is what the fight was about and we're good. And we fight. It's what we do sometimes. And we love each other and we worked it out. We just want you to know that we bring resolution to our home. We don't just let the fight sit in the air forever. <laughs> you know, even if Zach and I work it out, we feel like it's not fair to our kids to not readdress it and to bring it up to them too. So we've got to be people that bring resolution, that work it out, that get back to life in pieces as quickly as we can and, and not stay in that place of anger and division. So it's okay to feel anger, but you've got to you've got to deal with it. Now some offenses, you know, do not be easily offended. That is scripture. So so some of those things just need to roll off our back. We need to go. Is this something I can let go? I have learned the older I get, the more I let go. And the reason that is true is because the more I realize people are sinners and I'm a sinner. And I hope other people, you know, let things roll off off their back because I hurt them. And yes, when you cannot let it roll off your back, you got to deal with it and you got to talk about it or you're stuffing it and it will come out somewhere. What is anger? This is another question. Do I have a right to be angry when I'm wronged? Absolutely. There is 
the reality that there's a lot of injustice in our world right now. I have had to close my computer many times after reading a news story, after seeing someone explode online, and maybe I agree with them, or maybe I'm, you know, in a different place on that issue, and I'm bothered by their anger. You know, I I have to close it, and I have to process it, and I have to decide, is there a place for me to act or something for me to say? Or is this something where I just need to get outside and be with my kids and cook a meal and and do some real life? Because I think real life, what we're doing is we're carrying the burdens of the whole wide world. And that gets very heavy and very difficult. There are fights that each of us, you know, feel called to, to fight and to pick up. And that's great. And this season, it feels like everybody's called to every fight. That's not true. Listen to my episode with Eugene Cho. But I would say in this time, yes, there are times to be angry. There are injustices in our world. There are times to hit the table and to act. And I would just say, be slow to it. Be very slow to that anger and and weigh that anger with community. Before I'll post anything that is strong, I'll run it by a few people, get a few people's perspective. I, I don't just ever feel something and then post, right? Same thing should be with our words in real life. We should feel things, but we should work through them and understand what it is we're really feeling. Like is is the thing that your spouse said this morning, the thing that's really making you mad or underneath it, is there something deeper that you need to process? Another question. I just feel like I have a short fuse all the time. What do I do? I get this. This is this is more in line with our family than we're not really stuffers. We we will say what we're thinking a lot. And I would say you know, we still, even though it's good to talk about what we're feeling, we still need to process it alone first. And we need to process it in a healthy way first. So that short fuse, I would say, get to the bottom of that. What is, and you might need a counselor or you might could do this with some good friends and admit it. Say like, listen, I'm losing my temper all the time. I I feel so irritable. Will you guys help me dissect this and figure out what it is? Because sometimes, guys, there are things in our control, right? Sometimes it's like, gosh, I have been trying to homeschool, work, take care of my babies, run errands, clean my house. I've been trying to do all that alone. And I'm I'm losing my mind. Like I'm, and guys, it's probably not reasonable that you can do it alone. So what does it look like to get help to, you know, have your kids do more of the chores or maybe to hire somebody to help with tutoring a little bit, a few hours a week? What does it look like to solve some of those problems to where your life is working again? And then you could be more productive and not feel so irritable. I think we've got to be realistic that we all have our limits. I was watching Downton Abbey and quarantine and I don't know if you've ever seen it, but in the middle of it, so oh, sorry, I'm about to ruin it. If you've never seen it, you're going to work your way through it. But Mrs. Hughes and Carson get married. They are the oldest couple that are servants in the house. It's the cutest love story in the world. But they've been single all their lives, and they're probably in their upper 60s. And they get married, and all of a sudden, you know, Carson just wants Mrs. Hughes to be a great cook. Well, she never was the cook in the house, you know? she And so he's asking her to make these awesome meals every single night. Well, she doesn't know how to handle this because she's never been married and she's also never cooked. And so she's just trying to measure up to what he expects of her. <laughs> and then this is so brilliant. So then she decides, makes up a plan. Now, it's a little deceptive, but she hurts her hands somehow or maybe she pretends she hurts her hands. And she makes Carson do the cooking and she talks him through it. And then he has to clean the dishes and he has to do everything after their long work day. Now, it's it's very um, sneaky what she's done. And I don't know, maybe she really hurt her hand. I couldn't pick up on the truth of it. But I know this, that at the end of that, Carson was like, you know what? 
I've been a jerk. Like this is really hard to do at the end of a workday. And I've expected all this from my wife. And and it brought empathy in her life. Now it was a small solve, right? It was like, hey, let's just cause him, let's give him a little taste of his own medicine. That doesn't always work. And she was kind of smiling about it. She knew what she was doing either way, whether her hand was really hurt or not. And I think though she was like determined to find a creative way to solve the problem. Now I think talking about it is usually the creative way. She didn't think that would work in that situation. But I usually feel like, you know what? I'm drowning here. Like sending out a little flare. Rather than being irritable and punishing the people in your life forever, send out a little flare. Say, hey, I'm struggling here. Like I need some help. This isn't really fair. The expectations on my life really aren't fair. Could you could you help me? And I would say if you feel like you can't do that, that is an unhealthy relationship. You need a counselor. You need a mentor. You need somebody in y'all's lives helping you with that relationship. Because if you can't talk straight to each other that you're drowning and you have to be passive aggressive and, and irritable all the time to get through, that's not working. That's not a healthy relationship. So be sure your communication is as clear and blunt as possible. Because irritability sometimes stems out of anger that's unresolved that you don't feel like you can show. Okay, last question. What's a good test to know if my anger is godly or sinful? Oh, this is such a hard one because I think we have justified what looks like godly anger as godly when it's really just we're in a bad mood and we're taking it out on other people. And so I've found that constructive godly anger, there is a reconcilable aim, right? Like we're seeking reconciliation. We aren't just out there angry for the sake of being angry. We're, we're actually seeking reconciliation. My friend Tasha taught me this. She was like, listen, anger for the sake of anger does no good. You have to know what is the goal and what what is the relational reconciliation look like and you've got to be working towards it. So whatever you feel in your heart about what's wrong in the world, what's wrong in your home, what's wrong in yourself, what's wrong with everything, be sure there is a goal that is reasonable and attainable and that you're working towards it. Godly anger has resolution. It has an end in mind. It has a holy justice-centered goal in mind that is possible. I think just being mad for the sake of being mad, you got to work through that and you got to parse out what is actually helpful and what is destructive because dissension and division, he's really clear, is not of God. So we've got to, to notice it. We've got to name it. We've got to repent of it. And we got to work through it and we got to bring resolution. Hey everyone, this is Chloe. I just want to hop on here and ask you a special favor. If you've enjoyed listening to the show, would you mind leaving a review and some stars so that more people that are scrolling through Spotify, Apple Podcasts can find Made For This and join us on this journey. We are so grateful for all of you that are listening, no matter where you are right now, in your car, folding laundry, maybe doing some dishes at work. We are so glad that you're here and we love being on this journey with you.